All right, welcome to your questions answered. And as you can see, I am again on the other side of the conversation. Stephanie preached a great word a few weeks ago now. Sorry for being behind on these podcasts, but she talked about suffering. She talked about her own story of how God took her through a really painful season of her life and really brought out some amazing, important, timely words and, and points for us to live by today. So many people fall away from God or they wander away from God for a season because of something bad that happened and they get discouraged, they get disenchanted, disillusioned. And um, I thought you really did a great job of tackling a tremendous subject that been dozens of books written on it. Every great theologians tried to address it. And uh, I thought you did really well with a massive, really important vital subject that every disciple has to contend with. So thanks for being willing to open that can of worms and go for it. So for the sake of I felt like for this, uh, there's so many questions that I could ask you out of that, because you brought up so many great points. But I think one that people new to Hillside or people that haven't really thought through, what does the scripture say about suffering and when bad things happen to Christian people? Um, the one question many will have, and I heard from a couple, is, all right, so does God cause suffering? Is he the author of evil then? Does he produce things in our life that are no different than what the devil would do to us. I thought maybe it'd give you a minute to, what do you say to somebody who says, so you mean that God causes me to suffer? Well, I think um, it's really important in answering that question to first have a few basic assumptions, which is, you know, we have to understand um, that God is 100% dedicated on a mission, consumed, um, by uh, a desire to restore us 100%. And so, you know, he will stop at nothing to restore us um, to who he knows us to be. It says we're created before the foundation of the, the earth and that he knew us. And so he is um, not, a, uh, not a God who ever um, does anything that is not aimed at restoration. And that, I believe, is um, reflected in the Bible from beginning to end that that is his goal. And and so, you know, I think the other thing we need to understand about that is he's good, he's merciful, and he's compassionate, and he's a just God, and he's gone above and beyond to not just stop at justice, um, but to bring in through the death of his own son, through the suffering of his own son, He's brought forth um, our uh, mer his mercy to us. He's made it available to us His grace, and of course, that's how we um, that's how we are restored is through His grace and only through His grace. And in that process, um, you know, I think we do see times in the Bible where it can be confusing. And it can. Um, you know, look like God is working against somebody. Um, there's uh, certainly in the Old Testament, which I touched on in my sermon, um, you know, there's some pretty direct language with the Israelites getting brought into captivity where it says, you know, I'm going to stir up those nations against you. Um, and there's, there's multiple references to that. And when you think about the context of that, God was on a mission a dead set mission to restore those people 
And um, so I think in our own lives, how I um, have come to understand suffering as I've come to build uh, a closeness with the Lord is that any suffering, um, anything in my life that uh, is um, brought on, uh, it's not as much of what, you know, did God cause this? Did he, um, you know, did he do this to me? It's more of the fact of, okay, Lord, uh, I know that you are set to restore me and that you are, um, you are towards me. Your heart is towards me. So if this thing is in my life, um, help me to interpret what it, what it's here for. And I do think in the restoration process, sometimes the things that God does allow or maybe even bring into our lives, and there are um, things in our life that feel like suffering that are not uh, God's, he never sends something to torment us. But he, he loves us enough to send things that will break off things that are not truly who we are, which can feel like great suffering. So it's a complex answer, but no, it's complex. I think you really you simplified it tremendously with that. So if I understand you right, you're saying that in whatever suffering comes into our lives, that if we have a foundational understanding that God's good, He's for us, not against us. He can make all things work together for good, whether He sent it or the devil sent it. It's almost an irrelevant question. It's a matter of, okay, God, how are you going to use this for Your glory and for my benefit? No matter how painful it is, would that be about? I think yeah. that's what I'm, I'm hearing you say. That's tremendous. Yeah, and I think it, in that, it's it's always it reveals our uh, our perspectives and our priorities and where we're putting our hope. And you know, God is He loves us enough to not allow us to go through our lives putting our hope in false things because He knows that that will certainly bring us pain and suffering and ultimately a separation from him. And so if he, you know, sometimes it, I mean, think about the restoration process of how we restore buildings and to rip things out that don't belong there anymore. And you have to destroy structures that are already falling down because your goal is to strengthen and build and solidify what's real and true. That's really good. So even things that feel like suffering, like we, we tend to connect suffering to punishment and it feels like that, but actually God's removing something that's going to bring death yeah. or worse pain into our lives. Like I just thought of going to the dentist, which we all avoid. There's going to be this temporary pain and a nasty smell when they drill out that cavity. But afterward, we're not going to get, you know, an infection that'll destroy our jaw right. or kill us in the process because get rid of it. So it's not like, here, let me bring torture into your life. It's let me deliver you from something really bad that you don't even know. Yeah. Does that work? It'll bring death. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. And I, I do think, you know, something else I said on Sunday that week that I preached and that I also think is like really an important, it's been a big revelation for me is that um, it's not all about us. In other words, with suffering uh, or situations that cause us pain, we can even boil it down to that. Um, Sometimes it's, he's working, he never wastes it in our lives. We can always get something from it because of Christ, because we're in him and there's value in everything. But sometimes his shaking of someone else impacts my life. 
Um, and, and we're in, we're in a story that doesn't just involve us. And so, you know, when we're in relationship and the Lord is doing something necessary for your good to maybe work something out of you or, you know, to, um, strengthen you in a new way that can, me being in relationship to you, that can cause me great pain to maybe have to witness uh, you going through something that, man, I care about you, Steve, and that's hurting me to watch. God, won't you remove it? But God in his, his kindness says, no, not yet. I love Steve. I can't just fix this up. Steve is in a process with me. So sometimes I have to tolerate other people's processes with the Lord that might cause me deep, deep pain. And so it's, again, trusting his goodness that if it doesn't seem to directly connect the pain of my life to something that I'm going through or that, you know, makes that I feel the Lord's revealed to me, this is about you, Stephanie, then maybe it's a question of, okay, Lord, help me to tolerate and and trust you that whatever is going on in this relationship, which I think a great deal of suffering is in relationship, um, help me to allow, step out of the way for you to move in that person's life. I don't know what's best for them, but you do. You know, so maybe close by sharing. You you brought out so well. You brought your personal story of that painful season of your life as you were going through your divorce, as an example of how God took what you went through. Right now, you minister to couples, you minister to families, you minister to people who are in that kind of a crisis situation, broken, even addicted. You know, you, you minister to all types. Can you just encourage everybody with? how God can take that mess and make it into a ministry. Well, yes, I think, um, you know, my Bible's open here, 1 Corinthians 1. I wasn't expecting you to ask that question. But I think Paul gives us the best exhortation with that here in that he says, um, for just as the sufferings of Christ flow into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. Um, it, It in all our troubles, we have our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Uh, if we're distressed, it's for your comfort and salvation. If we're comforted, it's for your comfort. And I think, um, you know, that word has been so true uh, in my experiences that, uh, you know, during that time, I felt like just totally destroyed. And I used to actually have a regular image that felt like very real to me of just the enemy like laughing in my face. Um, and I, it was such a visceral image and almost like a vision I felt like I would had all the time when my divorce was first happened, like really in motion. And then he was just like, he won, you know? And um, that was the most troubling part of that situation for me. It was like, so God dropped the ball. Like he didn't, he didn't win, you know, and how did that really set me on an identity crisis because um, how can I put my trust in a God who can lose a battle? Um, and so I think my encouragement, if someone's in that place right now, is don't avoid that, you know, um, that was a very painful season for me. And I almost made the mistake of 
avoiding it, turning away from it, not uh, giving it my attention enough to long enough to hear what the Lord was truly saying to me at that time. So that's number one. We we have to be, you know, talks a lot about patience and suffering. We we have to be because we miss the the real part of the story. But I guess what I would say in that is I now know the enemy never won. Um, the victory is now in the fact that because of that situation, I have a, a perspective and a depth of understanding um, that's only come through much pain and many tears that I can offer to others, which that allows hopefully their restoration, which is always the goal, um, their renewal to come that's so good. That is so good. So you could look right at everybody and say, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's, about you. it's about the ones that will receive the benefit of your fire and all the wisdom, the grace that you grabbed hold of in the middle of all that. And you certainly have done that here in the house. We're grateful for it. But I am going to, we're going to tease our next podcast that I'll do with you because you did open a can of worms, another can of worms about the subject of divorce and potentially divorce and remarriage. When is it okay for a believer to get divorced? How do you know? How did you come to your discernment about that? The many people struggling in marriage and in relationships. And, you know, there are even those among us here at Hillside, and I'm sure others who are watching this, that want to know, you know, when, how do I know that God has released me from my marriage? And, and how do I contend for it in the meanwhile, unless I know that God has released me from it? So we'll get back into that. We're not going to we're not going to dive in right now. But we'll come back. That may be a little bit longer conversation, but uh, we'll we'll be back at you with that. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you for opening up your heart and your testimony and your experience to the body. I believe many have benefited from that. Yeah. Appreciate it. God bless you guys. Take this and run with it, and have an awesome week in Jesus.